Hi everyone, this is Kellyanne, host of Beautifully Inspired Badass Life Podcast. I'm the CEO of Beautifully Inspired Life Coaching and an albeit self-proclaimed badass warrior, survival in domestic abuse, and my unflagging optimism to drive through barriers deflecting one's bullshit, including my own. If you know me, you know I love hearing inspirational stories of other badass women and sharing their journeys with you. Tune in each week and you'll get episodes of empowered badassery, whether it's getting out of your comfort zones, starting leadership positions, starting a business, or just some plain sassiness with my girls. Hell, we all need a good belly laugh now and again, right? I created this show so we can share our stories of traumas, truths, unfucking ourselves, our anxiety, depression, and all the wins that come with stepping into our truths. Let's be honest, stepping into our badass selves. We'll cry, we'll laugh, we'll go deep and make you realize you're worthy of living that life you've always dreamed of and not letting anyone or anything stand in your way to becoming your true, unapologetic self. Please tell that negative voice in your head to shut the fuck up. So if you're ready, buckle up buttercup as we dive into some real talk, some potty mouths, and again, that's probably mostly me, and a whole lot of truth. Let's take the leap and dive right into this week's episode. Today we have Tanya J. Miller of Tanya J. Miller LLC and Talking with Tanya. She's an author, speaker, coach, and strategist with a passion for helping people and organizations figure out how to do life and leadership unapologetically and on purpose. Hi, Tanya. Hello, it's Tanya, actually. I was going to make sure I told you guys. No, no, you're good. You're good. How's my sound coming along? It's good. It's good. Okay. Very well. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. I am so excited that you're here with me today. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to have a good time talking tonight. (laughs) You you are one busy lady. I mean, I'm tired just looking at your bio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... I know that there's a lot to be done, and so wherever I can do my part, I guess I'm willing and able. I come from people that are always serving, so I guess that's why. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I was getting uh, looking forward to getting to know you and your journey, so let's get right into it. Tell us about okay. how you became to be this incredibly powerful woman. Well, like I told you, I come from some people that literally were always serving, always helping people that they knew they didn't know everything and so that's my mom and dad and um, just their kind of heart to serve even though they were leaders their heart was always to serve and to be there for people and to you know show up for people and so that has literally been instilled in me from such an early age like I can't forget like I don't even know and so just that part of me it's always stuck with me and so you know, I had also a dad that was an entrepreneur as well. And so knowing and seeing that aspect of it, you know, because I'll be honest, he had us up there. He didn't make me. So it was an auto mechanic shop. He didn't make me like change oils and stuff like he did my brother. <laughs> I think he let his his little girl not have to do that. But I ran the office. I would, you know, when the customer would come up, I would get their license plate and fill out the order of what they were going to do. So, you know, that was always in me. The entrepreneur side of things, anything I knew I wanted to pair what he did, but also get the education and the experience, if you will, 
to know how to help people like him, like to help them to figure out the best strategy for their business. And then, like I said, the serving side of it to help leaders as well. And so I did that. You know, I still went to to college, got my MBA, still work and still do with corporate America. But I know and I knew my plan was always to be able to serve and to, you know, have my own I'm going to say empire, like that's probably what I was trying to do. So what the plan is with both me and my husband. So, yeah, you know, serving and, you know, building, actually, that's that's the story. That's where it starts at. <laughs> I think that's fabulous. Plus, it it, it helps when you have that family um, as a young child to um, inspiration, like they've always worked and they've always there for everybody else. So yes. it was good role model for you yes so much so I wrote a whole book about my mama so obviously you know they they did a lot <laughs> we'll get into that in a little minute I saw yeah that. <laughs> so you've done so much so you from speaker to coach author how do you manage it all you know I think it just kind of depends upon you know the assignment and what's next you know um I'm always writing I think that part will always be is just a part of who I am. Um, so I'm literally always I keep my phone nearby me because I can't. You know how they say some kids don't know how to write in in, in um, cursive anymore. Tanya learned yeah. cursive, so Tanya does not know how to read her own handwriting anymore because it's a hot mess. So I'm used to seeing the regular, you know, keys and how it looks so great in a in a computer or text font on the cell phone. So I can't read my own handwriting. So I keep my cell phone near me to take notes all the time for either writing prompts or like a post I'm going to write or a book. Like I have tons of Google Docs messages. I mean, notes. I mean, Google documents that literally say book title idea and just the name of it or I may have a couple of sentences about what eventually I want to write a book about so it's always there yeah so that's always there I just think you know it depends upon what you know the audience needs you know or even what the people that are coming to me need you know it may be hey we just want you to come talk to our leadership team so bam or it may be they want me to come talk and work with their entire organization and so that's more of a speaking gig rather than a strategy session with or just leadership development with small groups or it may be you know um I get somebody and they've been following me and like hey Tanya how can I work with you like can I get a coaching class with you so you know I definitely don't try to wear myself thin because I'll be transparent with you guys I do have a couple of chronic illnesses and so stress and rest are two major contenders uh, oh, <laughs> for me and so yeah. I do have to manage that you know, as well so I, I try to keep it in balance my husband says I don't necessarily do the best job I have to I'll be honest <laughs> but I try in my mind I try to keep it in balance <laughs> so <laughs> your mind all balanced out in your own mind so that, yeah that's in my head yeah absolutely <laughs> so you um you have to take the time for yourself obviously I mean that's yeah. just a given in order to help other people, you really mm-hmm. got to take time. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. What What is your method? Like, you're calm down, like, the end of the day, you're done, and you don't have anything else going on. Do you meditate? Do you journal? What is your, your method? At the end of the day? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, make sure, what are we talking about on a Saturday <laughs> when there is no, no pandemic? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, You know, so it depends on the day. I definitely... 
I'll try depending on I try to at least do three days or and usually nights because I'm not a morning person. So I used to we trying to do at least three nights of working out. And so I'll end that workout routine in the sauna and my husband is like, that's why I don't ride with you because you'll be in the sauna for 30 minutes. I'm like, I sure will because that's a part of my my calm down from the day. It helps yeah. even just my muscles and my body, you know, do better as far as um with some of the illnesses I have like that time in there really does help to, you know, even relieve any muscles pressure just anything so I'll do that sometimes when I um work out and honestly after that I'm literally coming home showering I may or may drink a shake and I'm going to bed you know if I can um but if not you know a lot of times it may be just us watching tv um depends on who has the remote (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest with y'all it depends on who has the remote if if I have it, I'm watching a British television show or a crime TV show or something. And he's like, I can't watch TV with you. And I'm like, I can't watch TV too. Because if he has it, it's going to be a reality TV show and some endless entertainment. So, yeah, it just depends on who has the remote and what day it is. Or what right. I it, just, it just varies. But you do need to <laughs> So that's, that's great. Yeah. And that's your statement when you're married and, you, and the remote is a big contender. <laughs> You. Yes, it, the remote and who has it? That's who has the power for the for the, for the rest of the night. And I'm like, oh my yeah, god. oh my god. So when you were going through, <laughs> when you had college and you know you were growing up and you kind of knew where your life was going, mm-hmm. what what made you turn to life coaching as a as a, one of the passions? Just that's just something that resonated with you to help others, or yeah. What was it? Like literally, that's where you why you see in the bio eighteen years because I took over a youth department at my church at seventeen because I graduated high school early and they were like, Oh, are you going off to college? Like, are you going out of state or out of the uh, city? And they're like, Oh, okay, well good, you can take care of, you can be over the youth department. I'm like, wait, what? Like, hold on. <laughs> so literally, and even before that, I guess it was because I'd been a youth leader before that. So, you know, I was always helping I was always encouraging I was always coaching I was always providing feedback guidance mentoring mentorship is near and dear to my heart like seriously and so from that I just like even after that you know being in a um, young adult ministry helping out serving in different community organizations and volunteering like I always was still the one people came to to get their life together, you know, like, okay, can you have a minute to talk, um, co-workers, <laughs> I run this by you, you were the go-to uh, yeah, staff, staff, the staff, they would be like, I know you're just a team lead, but I, I, I can we talk about something that's not work-related, I'm like, um, okay, so that's where it comes in, it's like, I found, you know, there's this whole new title, and you know, roll out there. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this, you know? So, hey, there you go. Let me get some education with it, training, certification, and there we go. There you go. And so once you started um, realizing that you were really helping these women or whoever, these youths or whoever it was, then you're like, whoa, you know what? This is something I really like to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Like, it's it, it literally warms my heart to see not necessarily something I say, but that you decide to make changes that are positive for your life. Like it just, it just rocks my world in a, a major way. Oh, absolutely. Cause some people you talk to, they don't see 
we're an outside person looking in. So we, you know, we see things they don't see because they've got this tunnel vision of how their yes. life should be. And it's when it <laughs> opens up, you see it in their face and it just lights up like the, like, you know, moonbeams. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, that I, is, that's the key, Kelly. Like, literally, you see them beginning to see the potential in themselves that they never saw, but it takes somebody else speaking it into them. Absolutely. And it's just so heartwarming to see that. Yep. That's great. So you have, let's see, I love this subject, things my mama said that you often speak about, and you wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the book, tell me about your mama. I mean, how did she inspire you? I know she was an entrepreneur herself or was in the ministry, right? She was in the ministry. She she hasn't technically ever had like her own like gig, but whatever my daddy does, um, she's um, CFO and partner in crime whatever it looks like she's going she's right like literally I I laugh now because my then but I laugh now as well because my husband does exactly what my dad did go ask Linda he'd be like go ask Linda I'll be like why do y'all do that to us like y'all have a why his employees did you run about Linda I'm like okay like she's not even here every day like come on right my mom um first of all Probably even the more why I'm a life coach is because my mom wanted to be a therapist, a psychiatrist when she was growing up. Like, and so she would tell people, even when she would do some form of pastoral or counseling, she was like, well, you know, you can come sit in my office. You know, we can, we can, we can talk. We can have a session. I'm like, you do? She was like, I'm a therapist today. I was like, okay. But seriously, <laughs> you know, it was a lot that she did. Um, yeah. Just, sacrifice her and my dad just they literally everything they did was for us and you know we knew it then but we know it even the more now growing up and um as adults ourselves you know my brother older brother and little brother have children my little sister and I don't but even still we're able to even see the sacrifices like why they did what they did why they took us out of the schools that we were in because they were trying to say that my older brother and I were in in um needed to be in special education class. Now I have nothing wrong with it because my mother is a special ed- education TA now. So obviously I, we we don't have any issues with it. But right. she knows her kids, and so she's going. She was going to be the advocate for her children because she knew better. And so yeah. um she pulled us out, you know, and pulling us out. She wanted to take us to where she saw the schools were great, where she heard they were great. Well, that costs money. And so you're already dealing with a father that did not graduate high school, self-employed. And with the mother, she graduated, but she maybe I think only did one year of college. So back then in the 80s, the limitations were on them. I'm just being honest. And so to think they were going to try to move to the suburbs with that type of financing and background in his in, in economic situation, it was all a sacrifice. It was a whole act of faith. You know what I mean? But do for their children, and it doesn't. We try the best we can. We make it work. We do what's best. But then again, as children, we don't realize how much of a sacrifice our parents did till we get older. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the, the thing about it for us, they did. I tell people. I actually just had a live session with my mom, and we're doing some stuff that's rolling out this week but I tell her like most people did not grow up like we grow we grew up and she's like what do you mean and I'm like mom 
most people did not get to just have an autonomous conversation where you could just say what you needed, like what you needed to say, however you were feeling, and you know, not get fussed at, not get cut, you know, yeah. any of that. Like that didn't happen. Like literally, even today, I said I still get people that tell me I can't even have a conversation with my mother about sex and I'm 40 some years old and I'm married and I got kids and I'm like what like huh what kids like that's crazy and I was like who else would I go to and that's exactly what she said when I told her that she's like well who else would you go to I said mama that's the problem you don't understand that people don't go she's like that doesn't make sense why would you go to somebody else I've been there done that I said I know I was like, that's why I, ho- I had to write a whole book, girl. Like, that's why. Because you, you're not like all, you, you did it differently. They both made the decision to do it differently. And we're definitely grateful for it. So they communicated even then, you know, not to make us feel bad, but just, hey, it may not be easy sometimes. You know, it may not be the best situation because, hey, we're literally on a hope wing and a prayer living here, you know? So it may be times where you, you know, you go to your friend's house and they got all these snacks and all these games and cable and this and that. And then they ask to come to your house and y'all just got some crackers and some cheese. And and it ain't no game, you know? And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, just to make sure we understood like, but that doesn't mean their life is better and ours is worse. That just means we're under different circumstances. But just know we are doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And so that was communicated then. And like I said, the older we got, like, literally, like, we like, yo, like, especially, (laughs) you know, when we look at some of the circumstances that are still just being honest, present in our family, we're like, yeah, you, y'all did a lot to pull us out, and they did, and so we're grateful. Like, I was the first person with a college degree in my family amongst my grandmothers and her kids and grandkids, and I was not the first grandchild, but I was the first one. That's great. Yeah. So, um, I'm fascinated that your parents actually told you Mm -hmm. all the that happened and was going on and explained it to you because I know when I grew up in the 80s nothing was ever explained to us it was like (laughs) here read a book you know or yeah yeah and I think that probably um made you who you are today yeah I mean it it made us grateful it made us appreciative like I said it wasn't to the extent of like to make you worry and concern it was just to know hey be prepared not for stuff to look like it on you know for your like how maybe it is for some of your friends and not only that like the school we went to like I sometimes was the only person of color in the classroom so hey they may have a whole different dynamic of their way of living and do it but that's okay you know learn from the experiences learn from the opportunities but just understand and know we may not be able to you know do some things like they do and that's okay you know yeah your parents made you feel like you were not less than yeah, that's fantastic. I already love your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so you also say that you um, were speaking within the ministry. Yes. Um, it, it is different than any other speaking arena. So my question was because I'll be blatantly honest, I, I don't go to church much and I didn't as a child. So uh-huh. is it different like um, speaking truths and coaching within the ministry church or is it 
not for me. Okay. Not for me, because I bring my I bring the same person that I am talking to you right now. I bring that same person to church. And that's why I'm the different type of person. And that was like why like I said that. Like this is gonna you're gonna see this same Tanya. <laughs> no, no higher of a voice. They call it in the bat in the in the black church hooping, where it kind of gets that cadence. You know, if you've heard Stephen Furtick, he has a little bit in him, like where he kind of gets excited. No. Nope. Yeah. It's gonna be the same right here. The mic will be right here. <laughs> It'll be the same way. Like you got to take me as I am. This is me. Like I'm. I'm this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm sorry. You're gonna get me no matter what, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And you look at my daddy the same way too. So he may be out in the grocery store and he gonna get happy. That's who he is. Like you gonna get us however we are. So. Is he? Is he one of those people that like you know just feels and kind of dances in the in the aisles of the store? He listen. My daddy is a praiser. He will praise wherever he's at. Yes, ma'am. He does. He he is in tune with the spirit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because he's grateful. Because he's thankful. You know, and that's what it is just an expression of gratefulness and thankfulness and humbleness of just being blessed. Sometimes being blessed is just waking up. You know, yeah. because literally, my dad is still working. That's number one. Number two. Well, my okay, so my I threw a surprise like dinner for my husband, and so I, we we weren't back in Texas yet. We were just here visiting, and right. but I had some of his friends to come by to the dinner, and then my parents were there, and so the whole night they were I didn't know this till after they were whispering about my dad. They were like, "Do you see his arms? Like, what does he do? Like, how are his arms so big? Like, what is this? Like, Benny, do you like that's what they tell my husband, right?" And I, then he tells me after, and he's just laughing because he already knows. He was like, yeah, my dad, my father-in-law does manual labor. He was like, no, he was like, no, they, he pick up carburetors with one hand. I was like, stop exaggerating. Like, that's not what he does. But he's like still pretty, you know, he wanted to, you know, be a bodybuilder look test, like for his age, he might win something. Like that's, that's, that's it's just in their genes. And so, he still does manual labor. And like his brother, I think he probably lived to like 70 years. He still did manual. Like that's just who they yeah. are. Like, yeah, he yeah. still work and he still wants to, you know, be a part of everything. And mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I don't think I would ever quit. I mean, I don't want to sit home and just kind of like wither away and watch TV. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. yeah that's so great. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the dream thing. You realize your dreams to shape your reality. What do you mean by that? Um, you know, sometimes you can dream, sometimes people don't think that their dreams can come true. Mm. And yeah. so it's just a reminder that it can and it will. You just may have to put some effort and work into it because yeah. people have dreams, but some of them just think they're just going to happen overnight. Instagram fame, success. Like, yes, ah, I took pictures. I'm done. I'm famous. Like, okay like is that it like did you stop like that's it you know so it's just a reminder that yes your dreams can come true that dream thing can come true you just got to put some work into it. you got to yeah. put time and effort because that's where the success comes from so yeah it can come it can actually it can definitely happen I yeah. want it to happen I just want you to know that you have to do some work in between you know it's crazy you say that because I was I'm I'm going through my NLP courses and one of the things that the gentleman said was, you know, 
just like you, dreams can come true. And I totally believe that. He says, but you can't sit there and say, I want a red Ferrari and expect it to be in your driveway the next morning. You actually mm. have to do the work to make yeah. it. I mean, it's just, they will come true, but there's action steps to be involved mm-hmm. in that. Absolutely. Yeah. But your dreams do shape your reality. I, I totally agree with you there. Are you still there? <laughs> No, no, I'm here. I'm listening to you. I'm getting, I'm like, yes, that's good. Like, keep going, Kelly. Like, I'm listening. <laughs> no, it's so true because I have all these dreams in my head, but you, you do have to take the action steps. Because like I said, like say I'm single right now. So I, I maybe want to have a partner in my relationship, but they're not going to come mm-hmm. knocking at the door. No. You know, I, mean, I, can... can let it, I mean, unless you call for cable. <laughs> If it was a delivery, but even then you have to put in the order, you have to figure out what you wanted, and then you have to be at home at the time. So still work was required. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you put it out there in the universe, be very specific because if you say you want a man, you never know who's gonna come to your door. Because <laughs> you've got to be, I want tall, dark hair, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. never know what you're gonna, it's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> With a job, with a career, with a 401k, listen, no debt, listen, you got to get real specific. <laughs> if you're not trying to raise kids, all kids out of high school, maybe out of college, like you got to yeah. get real specific. My girlfriend, Michelle, she posted something. Oh, you know what? I, I, I send up to the universe and I want to date the, some date. And I'm like, oh, girl, you need to be more specific than that because you're going to get someone else knocking at your door. No, she's going to get somebody in her DM. See, she put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's say that someone who's listening knows what they want. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them if you were talking to them right now about how to achieve that dream? You know, I would definitely, and we kind of hit on it already, um, map it out, like put in the actionable steps, break it up into actionable steps, maintainable steps and sustainable, meaning, you know, just being honest, if you desire to do a marathon by August, do you need to download one of those apps that are the marathon apps so you can work your way up to maintaining that time because a marathon is a whole lot different from 5k right okay. Tanya, has not did a, Tanya has not did one and I don't desire <laughs> but I do a 5k all day because I can handle that but if you're trying to do a marathon by August that means not only do you need to start working out and going and putting in the work on your trails and your neighborhood but you have to be aggressive in those and what you put in like in that app you got to put in the days from now until August and then you have to stay up to it. You have to maintain where you were the yes, the last point. And then you have to be able to sustain and go to the next point and, and then manage each one in between. But if you, because you said you wanted to run a marathon, nobody put that pressure on you. You did it yourself. Nobody put that on you. You did that to yourself. Yeah. So if that's really what you want, you have to build out those actionable, maintainable, sustainable, and manageable steps to get you there. Because this is what you said. And that's and I say that and you both you said it as well, Kelly, because we both were basically saying you own your success. <laughs> you are the person that makes or breaks it. Nobody else. So yeah. if this is what you're saying you want to do, you have to do the work that's required. You gotta own it. Every every piece of it, every part of it. You can't be, oh yeah, I'm mm, I'm I, I, I'm putting it on hold for a second, but then that second turns into a week. Oh, for uh-huh. sure. And then you're like, 
I'm just going to wait for 2021. And it's like, when are you going to ever actually go hard for your dreams? When are you going to go all in on yourself? Yeah, because you have all this excitement for some people that go in like, oh, yeah, I want to run this marathon. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the work. And they start it and then they stop. But mm-hmm. I think it, it comes to another point, too, is it's it's out of their comfort zone. So once it starts getting hard, they're like, oh, well, what? I'm going to try That's it. it. Yeah. So you have to get out of that comfort zone and just just go for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going for the marathon, though, Kelly. <laughs> I might do the 10k that's like the most like I was like um, I might do that one but mm-mm. I'm not even trying to do the half marathon that's okay. not in me. so I will do a five or a ten I usually walk the St. Jude's 5k every year um, yeah we do the MS and the Alzheimer's because my husband and now his little brother has MS and then my, my grandmother and two of my aunts had Alzheimer's so we fight for them okay. and then we and then we also started, are going to start doing the breast cancer one for my sister. So that's oh. enough 5Ks. That actually might add up to the marathon total. So <laughs> <laughs> over the year. That's what you can tell everybody. I ran a marathon. If I add them all together, I ran a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, serious. That's like, I, I might be able to throw it like that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you know, but those ones that do like the triathlon where they have like the biking, the swimming, and the hiking. Or those Spartan races. Oh. I like, I can't even imagine getting my hair that dirty. Who, who gonna let me back in the house? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bringing that in my house, no. Oh, it's not happening, sorry. I'll watch you from the sidelines and I'll hand you a cup of water, but that's as far as I go. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I have a friend, she did the Spartan. She told me she just threw all her clothes away. I was like, what? Like, uh-uh. No, that's okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. So, yeah. seeing, knowing, loving, and doing you why mm-hmm. is and doing you or why every day is the reason you're here right mm-hmm. so that was something that you that was a quote for you it says seeing knowing loving and doing you mm-hmm. is the reason you're here so I love that statement where did that come from I think it was me and it just basically speaks to why you have to be unapologetic you're unapologetic be on purpose because you're literally working to see know be and do you nobody else yeah. That's that's why you're here. That's why you were born. That's how you're unapologetic about your life, about your purpose, about your business, about your career, about your family, about your volunteering, about your nonprofit. That's how it's able to happen because you're able to see, know, like, do, be you. And then when you're able to do that, you're able to be what you're supposed to be for everybody else unapologetically. I love that. And I think somewhere along the way, as you grow up, because when we're kids, we, we're unapologetic, ourselves, <laughs> you know, whatever. Sometimes <laughs> overboard. <laughs> but as we get older, things change. And then it's like, yeah, we start doing that imposter syndrome. And, yeah. And then okay, oh, yeah. older, I don't want to do it. And it's just, we're, and that's like, and I, I'm not going to, I mean, it, it happened to me. It happens to everybody. So at some point in your life, you're like, oh my God, I had all these dreams. It's yes. never too late to follow your dream. Listen, Kelly, I have, I did, a, so I spoke with the older um, group of people and it actually was the day that my grandmother passed and I was already booked to speak to them. And so I didn't want to not do it and show up. Like I didn't want my first thing year, of the year to be like me being, you know, not there, right. you know, missing my gig. And so as I was talking to them, it just came out of my mouth. Purpose never grows old. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to make that like on my 
as a new message merch item. But it really resonated with them and myself because it reminded them that, hey, whatever you guys set out to do, know that you can do it. Purpose never grows old. You still have time. As you have not hit the graveyard or the cemetery, then you can do what you're supposed to do while you're here. Purpose never grows old. And so when you said that, I was like, yes, like I like it gave me chills because I was like, yes, like that's what I mean. That's my heart. Like it never grows old. Like you, as long as you have breath, you have the time to do your purpose. I love that. I purpose never grows old. I'm going mm-hmm. to, that'll be the show name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love it. So let's see, you have, oh my gosh, I'm going to read a little bit from your bio here because I think it's fantastic. Okay. So from doing, you know, your life coaching and everything, you are, you hold a BBA in finance and business management mm-hmm. and an MBA from Regent University. Yes. You are, you are a Lean Six Sigma Green Belt, a scrum master and the mm-hmm. owner of Tanya J. Miller LLC, where you accomplished, <laughs> you know, author, motivational speaker, life coach and leadership strategy. Girl, that's just a mouthful. It's so much. What is a scrum master? Basically, if you've heard of PMP, it's a newer version of it, I guess I could say. It's literally kind of, I'm, I'm going to relate it to life. So literally, it's instead of waiting um, to just do the marathon uh-huh. and, you know, get to there and you realize that you can't do it, you put in the work and the steps, whether you do an app, whether you create your own, you put in the actionable steps and things in place to see if, if you can actually maintain what you're supposed to do. So like your first day, day one is two miles. Day four is four miles. And day five is five miles. If you realize that mile two, that you're out of breath and you can't go no further from <laughs> mile one, you either may have to switch to a half marathon <laughs> or a 10k and it's no problem because you found out in the beginning rather than waiting after signing up for the marathon traveling to wherever the marathon was and doing all of that that's kind of in a sense what it is it's basically you doing the hard work up front and spending the money or the time now rather than waiting to the end and keep going in the same method to the madness and you still don't have what you were trying to do. That's sort of a sense of what it is. And that's how I apply it to life. And that's why I gave you that example. Cause that I, I, I use what I do in finance project management for my nine to five. I apply those principles of a scrum master of um, lean six Sigma I apply those principles to what you would need to figure out for your everyday life or even what you would need to look at as far as leadership development or organizational strategy, because it's not just for business. I mean, that's if, when you realize it, the one hand should not be over here and the left hand not knowing what the right. No, we, we're one. We're, we're, one. One. we're all together, one person. So put all of it together. And so even with the business, that's what I decided to do. I'm going to put all of me out there and all of who I am yeah, and all of what I do. And it's the same as what I try and tell my clients, like put all of you out there, put all of what you're, who you are into whatever it is. So 
why should you only have the mind of a CEO, but then you want to start a side business, but you're afraid to use some of the concepts that you run and know as a CEO in your personal business. You know, it's the same of you have a personal business, but you're afraid to think of how the ways that you do what you do and apply for a different job because it's different from the current role and job family you're in, but you've been over here volunteering and serving and community this and community that, and you're afraid to apply for another job that's in a complete job, different job family, because on paper, it doesn't look like you have the experience yeah, that or the education, you know what I'm saying? And so I make you, I, I show you how you bring it all to the table and all of who you are, whatever it's life, leadership, career, family, business, whatever. Do you speak at a lot of uh, businesses? Do they hire you for that? I, I, a lot of times I work a lot of times with small businesses, especially in their leadership staff. Um, I am getting definitely more into the corporate America because I did do some executive training leadership and um, getting my foot in the door with them. But I do work a lot with small businesses and like I do maybe come in or some of the larger ones or especially like nonprofits and they come and do, you know, keynote speeches or at their luncheons and talk like that. Um, so, you know, I'm working it, I'm working it, getting my, getting it. Hey, cause it just takes one to see you. And then like, Oh, did you just hear Tanya at this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. So I'm, I'm just waiting for that next level of where things to go. But yeah, I definitely do a lot of, um, like luncheons and keynote speaks. And okay. speaks I think stuff. that's amazing. Cause I do a lot of, um, women's conferences, like a go mm-hmm. women's conferences. So I think you'd be a perfect fit for you know, speaking to a bunch of entrepreneurial women or, you know, just women coming to together to empower each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The ones I did have, I actually had some books, <laughs> but you know where we're at right now. So, but that's why I switched and pivoted and shifted and, you know, made the necessary adjustments to yeah. be able to reach out to people like you, you know, yeah. where you're trying to find a guest and, you know, I can talk to as many people that are on your platform that may be able to get exactly what I would do on a stage right here with me and you talking. So Absolutely. And I think you made a good point about pivoting. I mean, we might have an idea of how we want our business to be, but there's always, mm-hmm. it changes with, you know, what you learn and who you talk to and you're always pivoting, you know, your, your pitch or to whoever you're speaking to or what you're speaking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's even the more I would even say just as encouragement for anybody, you know, whether you're a parent, whether you're a business owner or whether you are a nonprofit person or you work in business, you know, 2020 is not over. You have the opportunity to still work and do some of the things that you had a desire to do, you know, even personal personal goals. You just may have to pivot how you're looking at them. You may have to change your points of view. You ha- may have to cultivate what you were originally trying to do yeah. and, and dig in to find a new way that you can execute it, but it's still attainable. So don't give up on your 2020 when oh, you're yeah. not, it's not done with you and you're not done with it. <laughs> no, I don't think we're ever done. I think we're always growing and learning. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the author of six books so far. Do you have more on the horizon? Yeah, I actually have a project that I am um, finishing the cover art for um, for the book and for the guide. Yeah, so I have a fourth project coming out, so that'll be book seven and eight. Oh yes, I am. <laughs> do, 
<laughs> you've got mind matters, get out of your own head and jump into mm. life. One. Yeah. Mind matters, get your mind right journal. Love that one. <laughs> I get that a lot. I was like, I want the journal. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Journaling is great. I do it every day. So things my mama said. Mm-hmm. Things my mama said. Prayer journal. I would love to get dig into that one. <laughs> mama said there'd be mm-hmm. days like this. Yes. You have provision, purpose, validated times seven. What is that one? It's a mini book, honestly. It's literally probably you could even call it a mini affirmation book it's a quick hit to just really remind you that you are a pro at whatever you're doing at your life because everything in you is already there sometimes you forget that so that's why I even say could it be even called a, a affirmation book because you forget it and so if like you said at the beginning maybe you need somebody like me or Kelly to remind you of the greatness that's in you so that's what we're going to do because there's already a pro in you to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. You just got to stay focused. You just got to keep on point and keep yeah. at your dream. So yeah, it's a mini book. And then I think I did a mini guide for that one as well. Yeah. Vision on purpose book, the pro journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, in my purpose of the podcast, it's it, like it pivots, but basically the purpose mm-hmm. is to empower and inspire other women to live their best life and know that they're worthy so a lot of women I've come across that my niche in life coaching is um, coming out of domestic abuse and trauma and, and coping with, you know, how to move forward. So um, mm-hmm. it's just, I want women to know, you know, you are worthy. You are enough. Speak your truth. Speak your voice. Who gives a shit what anybody thinks about what you're doing or your goals mm-hmm. or dreams? This is about yep. you and what you want. And you mm-hmm. were made for magic, miracles, and purpose. And let's okay, okay, I'm snapping on that. Wait a minute, I'm gonna have to write that down and and, and then tag Kelly. I oh, okay, I, yeah, okay, magic, miracles, and what was the third one? Purpose. Yes, I love it. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. I, it just felt so good. <laughs> it's all good because I just I was in that situation where I thought I was so unworthy because, you know, in a domestic violence situation, you're made to be felt like you were worth nothing. And so for so long after that, mm-hmm. when I got, I continued to think I was. So now yeah. it's, I'm speaking my voice. I'm knowing my truth. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want these women to know, you know, it's hard. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but you can live a life of, like I said, magic miracles and purpose, but also speak your truth and, if you have a dream, let's get it. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I even mentioned to you, you know, I didn't have domestic violence or anything like that, but I had some major traumatic issues where I was like, that's where my matters came from. Like people, they, I, it's not an autobiography, but I love to be able to share when I, they ask me, well, what does that mean? Or where did it come from? And I tell people like, it was literally traumatic incident after traumatic incident like like yes. it's, I, I, I think was oh that was gonna okay no t- it's something else like wait wait okay here's something like literally back to back you know <laughs> and I was like I, I can't I can't I can't take no more like it's more coming like how is this possible like this is not this this is not humanly possible and that's literally <laughs> what I felt like there's no way this was humanly possible for as much literally dirt and it just felt like 
punches and blows and just I'm talking not physical, but they felt they should they felt as hard as it like the wind knocked out of me like you know it was a lot like literally between my husband and I we were either unemployed or laid off six times in seven years. Um, I I dealt with racism for the first time that I realized I had like I thought I like I was like okay yeah you know I've dealt with country people I'm from Texas not at all I dealt with racism before there where you know even said like you should be grateful that we're even giving you a, I was like wait you do you say this to everybody or are you just saying this to me because I'm a woman of color you know stuff yeah. like that just really belittling and putting me down um you know so I guess I could say I dealt with workplace uh hostile environments and harassment and work, you know that type of thing um you know I was what were you gonna say I'm sorry I just said people are just sometimes just rude and mean and it's just uncalled for yeah, like it was, it was just a lot that I was, I, I like I, I thought I had experienced things. After th- those seven years, no, I did, I had not, I didn't. There was no way, like it, I had not experienced trauma on that level. In, a, in addition to, I think I mentioned I have chronic illnesses, so they were all flaring up, you know. I, I shared openly for the first time that I battled infertility from one of the chronic illnesses I had. And so there were tons of emotions during that time because how, listen, Kelly, what, when every one of your friends are pregnant at the same time, like at the same time, at the oh. same, a week, they were literally all born a week apart. I could have threw a, I could have threw a, a pillow. Like I was just like, what? And everybody, everybody's like, oh, okay, well, when are you getting pregnant? And you're sitting over oh, there in no. Your illness is flaring up. You don't have insurance because don't nobody got a job, so you can't get treated. Just when I'm having a baby, like for real, like this, 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 this is really the conversation you want. And so one day, Kelly, I can't lie, I gave somebody to be. I, I kind of went off. I apologize after because it was just so much. But she didn't have like I. All of this was happening. So the job loss, the stuff at work, the sickness. And then you already know no money. So, and you want to just ask me when I'm going to have a baby just because all three of my other friends having a baby? Like, that's not cute. Like, no. So I, yeah. And so I kind of snapped, but I apologize. <laughs> but it was, everything was boiling. Like, I, I could not take anymore. And it was so much. So it's like, yes, I don't know how to speak on domestic violence, but I know how to speak on trauma because I had yeah. multiple bouts of it. And I know exactly where you are and how you can feel like, you're numb, how you can feel like nothing can get worse, and then it does. I know how it feels to be at the bottle and then get stepped on. You know, I know how it feels to not be able to get out of a situation because you literally do not have money because you've already borrowed from Peter to Paul, and you can't even go home. Like, people were like, well, why don't y'all just move back home? If it was that easy, we would. Like, you got some money to give us? Like, you know, it would just be crazy stuff. You're like, really? And so it was so much. And I had just got to the point I was past numb. And I knew it was past numb when my mama was going to get on the plane. And, be like, and she didn't even have the money herself. But she was like, I'm on, I'm on my way. I said, no, okay, wait a minute. It might be something wrong. Let me go get some therapy. I'm a firm proponent of therapy. I believe in therapy. I do therapy. You know, and so I started going back to therapy, started, I guess another self-care thing is I do is writing. And so I got back to writing and, and speaking like this actually helps me 
you know, being able to help somebody else, that actually is a part of my healing process as well. And so I started back writing again to talk to Tanya. actually used to be an email and then it moved to a blog. That's how old I am. I had it over 15 years ago. So I might look young. I'm older than what most people think I am. But that's okay. I like that y'all think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I started back writing and doing the blog, still doing um, therapy and counseling and working through the process and it all. And I started writing the book, Mind Matters. Like I started, I didn't know it was a book though. I just was saying, I want to, I don't want anybody else to feel like this. And I'm sure you've had those same conversations of why you do what you do. Like, I don't want anybody else to be stuck and not know how to get unstuck. I don't want anybody to not know how to get out of their own head, not know how to jump back into life. And then I don't want anybody that sees somebody in trauma, sees somebody in mental illness, sees somebody in a disaster, sees oh. somebody, I'm sure for you, in a, in, in a trauma, in a domestic violence situation, in a, 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 a physical, mental, sexual, emotional situation that's not healthy and not know how to figure out how to say something, how, how they can say the right thing to somebody in those situations. Because sometimes that's hard too. You don't know what to say or how to be a, just be there for that person because they may not be ready to get out, but oh, no. you got to be there for them. And so I talk about that as well. That is the honest to God's truth where, you know, they may not be strong enough to leave. They know yep. they have to, they know they need to, but they're not strong enough to leave. Mm -hmm. and that's a big, big deal. Cause that happened to me. I wasn't strong enough. Six years it took me, but you're right. Because after some kind of trauma, whether it's abuse or any kind of trauma, basically, and um, you kind of like form these ideas of what you want your life to be. And so you've created this based on stuff from your past. I've created on stuff of my past, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a trauma related for to live a dream i just want same thing with you just to let people know that you could do anything you want mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and if you're stuck this is what you can do to get unstuck no matter what it is yes. you know you could just be stuck just because you had a bad day i said this to somebody i said you just be stuck because you had a bad day because you woke up you had a flat tire and then the, the kid spilled milk all over your clothes and then you were late to work and then your whole day's messed up little as that is that could mess up your whole day, then your whole week, and you've lost, and, and you just let yeah. that one little thing mess well, up, just take you out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But here's the thing, too, is they, they let that ruin their day. It could just be a simple mm -hmm. trying to revise it. I always tell some of my clients, you have to kind of revise that. Is that something that's worth letting ruin your day? You've got milk spilt on you. Okay, that happened. Just kind of, you know, move on. Okay, I yeah. love it. Revise it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, revise your thoughts. That's yeah. good. And that's, that's exactly it. That's where I say, you know, get out of your head, you know, because sometimes that's, that's part of the problem. You're <laughs> in your head, you're in your own way. And you are, you don't even think like you, like we both said, you stop even dreaming, you stop even thinking that there's more, you stop even thinking you can get out. Mm -hmm. And so I want to remind you, you can, I want to remind you that you can do anything. You just have to want to do it, whatever that looks like. Yeah, you have to actually take the action steps, step out of your comfort mm -hmm. zone, and, you know, it's a fine line. Just step over the line a little bit, you know, and see yeah. how it feels, <laughs> and then you'll love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. And then you've got, so you, um, we've got probably 10 minutes left before the recording stops. So I wanted to get into, you're a sought-after speaker and host on topics such as the following, and I had an interesting one here that says, 
Um, any road will not get you there. Get mm -hmm. it. This was in 2016, right? Know your it and your where in order for you to make it right and make it for you. Is that a book or is that a topic that you talk on? I think it's, um, I think it's in um, the, the Mind Matters book. I, it, I think it's in the Mind Matters book, but basically it's saying sometimes we follow other people's roads or we follow the easy road or we just follow what's in front of us because it's there. Right. You know, like sometimes, I'm going to just put it like this, Kelly, you know, we just eat the, we just eat the donut because that's what they brought to the team <laughs> meeting, but you really don't need that donut just because it's like, I, I know that because I can tell you I had a, like I would just eat something just because it's there. No, I should not do that. Stop tearing your hand. Stop eating the candy at the office. No, just because it's there to me, you need it. And so no. that's what I mean. Like no, like you have to revise it as you said, and yeah. and and look at your choices and why you're making those choices, and really find the right road you should be going on. Right. Yeah. Because that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah, they tend to follow the crowd for mm -hmm. like everybody else is eating a donut. I, I might as well eat a donut, you know, but no, I get that analogy. I think that's fantastic. Um, I enjoyed talking to you today and we could probably go another hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you can always have me back. I'm I, always down. I told you I'm about community collaboration and connection. So I can come back. I can I, we can partner on something. We can go live, child. I'm I'm open. <laughs> I definitely want to get back with you. I mean, you okay. I just touched on the surface of stuff that I have in your bio. So I was just kind of skipping around here and there. So, but uh, so you can be found on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and you have a blog talking with Tanya, right? Yes, it's a vlog now. So, what you will see on everything is a video form now. I went to video because everybody kept saying, You need to go to video, Tanya. You'll get because you write a long post. <laughs> Because the writer in me would not let it go. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I guess I'll do a video. <laughs> that's on YouTube, right? Yes. The entire videos are on YouTube. And they've been on there for a few years now. But like on Instagram and Facebook and stuff and Twitter, you will get like just a clip. Oh, I love it though. So you're on Instagram. I'm going to have to look you up. I don't know if I have you on my Instagram. I thought I tried to follow you before the podcast, but maybe I didn't get there yet uh let's see so tanya talking with tanya that's where i'm at on instagram okay i'm gonna look that up okay so what is your um plan for this evening um honestly kelly i'm trying <laughs> to be i'm trying to be good so i'm gonna make a smoothie and probably eat some soup more than likely and me and my husband probably gonna watch some whoever gets the remote <laughs> <laughs> It may, be, it, it may be violence in the TV or it may be a document, I mean, a, a, a British TV show or a crime show. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Between British TV and a crime show, you you know, there's a big difference there. <laughs> I know, but I love British television and Australian TV. Like, I probably have seen all the best ones. I love it. My husband was like, how, why, how do you find these? He's like, yeah. can't just watch anything. I'm like, but I love it. My my daughter in law is from England, so she's always put me on to some some shows. Um, oh my gosh, we probably have to talk. Like I love Vera, I love Shetland, I love The Fall. I like I've probably watched them. I just we just he did watch one with me. Um, it's called Liar. He just watched that with me. He I can't believe it, but he watched Liar with me. Did he like it? 
Yes, he said that. The have you seen it? I have not. Okay, well, I don't want to tell you then because okay. I'll give it away. <laughs> okay, so but there's. Yes, yes, but that one is like it's really good. Like it, you, you're. It's just crazy, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched, and then I love da- Downton Abbey. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to get into the B- B- bag of, I can't even pronounce it. I'm trying to get into that. I don't, I'm, I don't know. But I, I watched Pandition. Like, I, I love the period pieces, too. So, yeah, I'm an all-the-way nerd. I, yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> I like the sitcom The IT Crowd. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they don't make it anymore, but it was, I mean, she turned me on. That was the first one she turned me on to, and then I got kind of hooked. And the British baking shows, you know, that kind uh-huh. of Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hooked. I'm addicted. Well, thank you I'm so much. You. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. Yes, yes. I definitely have enjoyed my time. And like I said, I just hope something that you and I both talked about resonates with everyone and especially your listeners so that they stay empowered and encouraged and definitely as I, I'm like I love that you said miracles magic and purpose like you guys have to not just listen to Kelly but yeah. work with Kelly because she's literally helping you helping you to change your life for the better she's helping you to revise some of those things where you thought they weren't revisable so connect with her follow her subscribe but definitely work with her in her life coaching as well she's awesome y'all I, well, and I just met her <laughs> Tanya thank you so much and we will definitely get back together so let's um let's just make a plan I'll, I'm gonna follow you and we'll make a plan to get back together and talk about some more okay. stuff sounds good to me right you have a great night and I hope you get the remote <laughs> I know me too bye thank you bye Wow, that is our episode for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in as we spoke to Tanya Miller. She is a woman who has done it all, is doing it all, and continues to do it all. So thank you, Tanya, very much. We could have spoke for another couple hours. I'm looking forward to our next podcast. But thank you for sharing your story today. And all of Tanya's information will be in the show notes. So stay tuned next podcast as we talk to Vicki Lai. She is the host of the fuck anxiety and get shit done podcast so she'll help people feel empowered through their mental health and let go of self-judgment so they can get shit done this is going to be a good one everybody and today we're speaking to vicky louise Vicki helps clients manage their anxiety, stop procrastinating, and she has a no BS approach blending neuroscience, evolutionary biology, life coaching tools, and tough love that'll teach people to understand their brain, rewire their thinking, and feel empowered to get things done. Vicki graduated from the London School of Economics and hosts the Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done podcast. Yes! She helps people live a better life where they are present, proactive and happy, and if you're spending time confused, worried, and anxious, she'll teach you with powerful tools to recognize then remove all the noise and confusion in your head to overcome our greatest obstacles to build the life you want because your mental health fucking matters. Thank you everybody for tuning in and thank you Vicki 
for sharing your story and letting us know coping mechanisms for a subject not everybody likes to talk about, which was anxiety. And I appreciate it so much for your tips and tricks. And if anybody needs to get a hold of Gina, all of her information will be in the show notes. So stay tuned next week as we talk to Gina Cristiano. She's an intuitive energy healer who has trained under and worked with various industry principles. She's created her own program by applying a unique mix of skills, enabling her clients to build on their strengths, overcome fears and obstacles. And she's also a Reiki master and a transformational life coach, currently studying neuro-linguistic programming and emotional focus therapy and hypnotherapy. This is going to be a great one. Please tune in and listen to her story.